Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. Well, I am your delivery boy today. Okay, I am here to just bring in the the Word of God and the message of God. Pastor Giselle and Pastor Mylin, they're in uh, Tacloban today. Uh, they did the their conference yesterday. That's the gathering of the the gathering of the youth. And uh, we just came from Leyte also last weekend. And uh, you know, I would like to say that God is moving in our nation. In the midst of pandemic, God is moving. Amen. You see churches, you know, exploding and increasing. We've been in. We came from Karigara, our church there, with Pastor Abel and Pastor Susan. Wonderful church, increasing, revival is happening. We saw Pastor uh, uh, Ram and Janine in Tacloban. Wonderful people, praise God. Amen? Something is happening in our nation. Do you believe that? Something is happening in our nation. You know, uh, really, we are so drowned with bad news, okay? But always be in tune with what God is doing because something is happening in the Spirit. Amen? Glory to God. Just like today, we are in the flow of the message, you are loved because of the, uh, you know, the, the leading of the Lord to us to, uh, you know, just, just have this kind of, uh, of uh, campaign before the end of this year that we will show the love of God. Okay? We will demonstrate the love of God. We, we know that we are loved and yet, we are also called to demonstrate the love of God to other people. So today, I believe that I have a message to all of you. I pray that you will receive impartation from the Spirit of God. Amen? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I want you to teach us today. And let the words that will be uttered today by your servant be a words of revelation and not just information. Now, we... We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. My message for today is entitled Compassion. Compassion that is love in action. That is love in action. That is where we need to understand as a believer and the people of God that we are a people of compassion because we know the God of compassion. We have, an, we have an experience of God who just showed His compassion. The God that we serve is a God of compassion. And, and we are actually walking in this nature. God is calling us also to walk in this kind of love. You know, when Moses asked the Lord, while they are traveling in the wilderness, going to the promised land, and of course, what an experience for Moses to lead a people, <laughs> former slaves, and yet, you know, they're hard-headed and stubborn and always complaining and all of that, you know. They want food. God gave them food. God gave them meat, and still they complain. They can still see complain, you know. You can see a problem in the middle of blessing. What a people. And so, Moses asked the Lord, Lord, can you please just guide us? Show yourselves to us. We are... In this uh, place, in Exodus chapter 33, he said, uh, verse 18, and he said, Please show me your glory. I need to understand who you are. I need to know your glory. I need to know your nature. 
And then in verse 19, it says, Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. So this is the way God is going to introduce himself. He said, I will pass over you and I will show myself to you. And I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will, be, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So God, when Moses would ask, Lord, can you introduce yourself? Can you show your glory? Then I will show myself to you, God said. And I will show you that I am compassionate. I am a gracious God. And so in Exodus chapter 34, verse 5 in the NIV, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name. Proclaim his name, the Lord. And then in verse 6, it says, And he passed in front Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That's how God introduces himself to Moses. I like it in the New Living Translation. It says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, and he called out his own name. What is his name? Yahweh. Can you say that with me? Yahweh. Sounds familiar, right? We have a song entitled Yahweh. Amen. That's an anointed song. Praise God for the music team. Okay? I want you to watch that, you know, see that in the YouTube or download that in Spotify somewhere. There's no CD nowadays, no? No more CDs, okay? No more tape, okay? You can, <laughs> you can uh, hear that in Spotify or uh, Apple song, right? Okay? But yet the word Yahweh is not just a title. It is actually... The, the nature of God who is not only God powerful, but this God who is powerful is connected to His people. The word Yahweh speaks of relationship. That God is wanting to connect with His people. God is wanting to introduce Himself to His people. And God is wanting to demonstrate and to show that He is good. That's why He's proclaiming His name Yahweh. That means that you are not alone as a people of God. That means that you are not going to walk in this life alone. God created you and God is powerful, but He never left you alone. Just do your own thing in this life. He will always be with you. And so that's what He did with Moses. And He assured Moses, My name is Yahweh. This morning, God is assuring you that God is with you. He will never leave you. He's not just a powerful God who created everything and then just leave you there and just bahala ka na sa buhay mo, you know? Mind your own business and it's up to you now to live. No, He will always guide you. He will always be there for you. Whatever situation, whether pandemic or, you know, pestilence or whatever, whatever will happen in this world, don't worry, God will always be with us. God will always protect His people. Darkness will intensify in this world, but God will shine over you. 
And His glory, it says there in Isaiah chapter 60, His glory will shine upon you. What is His glory? His goodness, His faithfulness, His mercy, His provisions. God will always be with us. And so He said here in the living, uh, New Living Translation, Yahweh the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. He's the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. That's why the song that we're singing a while ago, it is really powerful. And sometimes we need to be reminded that God is good. Can you say amen? Because sometimes in the world, the world would like you to think that God abandoned you. Even the circumstances or challenges in life or the enemy would like to let you think that you know you are abandoned. You don't have any, any power anymore. Sometimes anxiousness is coming in, in our life. But God will always be with us. He is a God of compassion. Amen? He's a God of compassion. So, the prophet uh, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet in the Old Testament, wrote a letter or a book called Lamentation. Who will write Lamentation, di ba? Parang, uh, sa Tagalog is panaghoy. Okay? It's a weeping prophecy. It's a, it's a lament. And yet, in the middle of lament, there's this verses in verse 19. It says, okay, let's read in verse 19. It says, remember my affliction and roaming, the wormwood and the gall, and my soul still remembers and it sinks within me. He said, my pain and disappointments and all of that that I'm experiencing right now, it's sinking within me. And this I recall, that in the middle of lament, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Verse 22. Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because His compassion fail not. God's compassion will never fail even in the midst of challenges. Can you say amen? God will never leave you and will, will see to it that His love will overcome any situation that you are in. That's why Paul will say, who can separate us from the love of God? Who can separate us from, from death or persecution or famine or whatever attack of the enemy? Nobody can separate you from the love of God. So he says, the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning Great is your faithfulness. You know, God's faithfulness today is available and it is abounding. You just have to thank the Lord for His goodness for this day. And then as you sleep, you just, you, just uh, uh, you know, rest before God and tomorrow, compassion is waiting for you. Goodness is waiting for you. Grace is waiting for you. So you have to wake up, just be aware that God's compassion will be there for you. You have to always just give thanks unto the Lord every single day. You know, you wake up in the mornings, you know, probably some of you are early risers like me. You wake up at 4 o'clock or 4.30 in the morning. That's my 7 o'clock. You know? And the people in my house, in our house, are still like snoring and in the wonderland. And I'm just worshiping the Lord for that because that's the best time for me. Just give thanks unto the Lord. Some of you are waking up 12 o'clock in the, you know, but that's okay. No problem with that. 
But you just have to always remember every single day, God is good. God is faithful. God is wonderful. He will always show Himself good to all of us. So today, as you, you know, tomorrow as you wake up, you just say, God is good. I am excited for what God is going to do today. Sometimes we are always in this uh, thinking of always, you know, going to ne negative, you know, and opening your cell phone and just seeing the social media and you see all the bad news there and you start the day with bad news. Now, I don't have any problem with social media or cell phone whatsoever. I just want to say that don't let the news of the world control your day. Let the Word of God control your day. Let the declaration of your mouth connected to the Word of God be the direction of your day. Amen. So, there are new every morning. It says here, Great is your faithfulness. And then in verse 20 where it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I hope in Him, and the Lord is good. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. To the, to the soul who seeks Him. So that's the nature of God, and it was introduced in the Old Testament. And, and there are some uh, thinking that the God of Old Testament is like more on judgment and He's an angry God and trying to destroy His people. No, no, He's a good and compassionate God. What destroys His people is their disobedience and their sin. The glory of God cannot mingle with sin of His people. That's why He has, pro he has to protect His church, I mean his, his community in the Old Testament from His glory. Because if you are sinful and the glory of God will touch the sinful people, they are going to be destroyed. That's why God has instructed Moses, build a tabernacle. And that's the way I will communicate with you. Because I cannot leave you alone in the wilderness. But you cannot touch me because of the glory. So let's just follow this tabernacle principle. And that's where they worship God through the tabernacle and they approach God. But God is always compassionate, which is, which is a powerful truth. Now in the New Testament, in the New Testament, Compassion is a little bit uh, described, actually used, as a very interesting word. It actually it pictures deeply felt feelings for someone else. That if you want to, you see somebody and you have this deep, deep feeling to help the people. And, and we, we find this word in the Greek, which I will not mention anymore because it's hard to pronounce in Greek, but the meaning is bowels. Compassion is bowels. I'm sorry for those who are eating right now, but it's your noon time or lunch time, but you know. Remember the LBM? Lost, lost bowel movement, something like that. That is actually like, uh, like what the word compassion is described in the New Testament. And it was used all throughout the gospel to express those moments when Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. And in some cases, that movement of compassion caused him to provide miracles for food, raise the dead, deliver the demon-possessed, to heal the sick, to provide teachings for those who are like sheep without shepherd. So he is always move with compassion. The word bowels, you know, 
just to be biological, if something is happening in your tummy, di ba? Nagka-LBM ka, you are moved to do something. Right? There's a, there's a rumbling in the inside of your tummy and where's the... I remember I was telling the story a while ago. The brother of Pastor Amelet, they're studying in the school. Uh, you know, coming from, from Manila to Cavite, you know, riding in a bus. And so, so traffic. Nakastuck sila sa traffic somewhere. And suddenly, suddenly, you know, that, that uh, encounter of your tummy. Have you ever experienced that? Di ba? Nasa kalsada ka o nasa biyahe ka. And suddenly, nawala yung iyong uh, dignidad at ang iyong... Uh... And so, you know, his tummy started to rumble and he said, Para! Para! Nagang sabi niya, stop the bus! Went off the bus and went straight to a house. Never knew whose house is that. And he just shouted to the owner, CR! <laughs> and the owner of the house said, uh, There? <laughs> His brother just went straight, ran straight to the CR and just released what is needed to be released. And then he went out of the, of the comfort room and, and just said, I'm sorry po. Hindi ko na po kasi mapigilan eh. You know? And somehow that is the, the meaning of compassion in the New Testament. It is actually a a move on the inside that you cannot contain it, you need to release it. And that was the, the name, or that was the term that was used in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw the great multitude, and he was moved with compassion. Okay? And so he healed the sick. But Matthew chapter 15, verse 32. And Jesus called his disciple unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude. As a result, he feed the multitudes. When the disciples are saying, where do we got the food? Wala po tayong pera. Magagalit po yung ating accountant. Pukunti lang yung ating pera. And Jesus said, you will feed them. You have to feed them. 5,000. You know, that's just men. That's excluding women and children. And they feed the multitude. Miracles happen. Um, Matthew chapter 20, verse 34. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Healed the, the blind. Uh, Mark chapter 6, verse, no, ma, 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 uh, let me just jump in some verses here. Luke chapter 7. This is another powerful encounter with Jesus of a widow of Nain. I think you have remembered the message of Pastor Paul about the encounter of two people. And that was in, that is in Luke chapter 7, verse 13 to 15. And when the Lord saw the widow, he had compassion on her and said unto her, do not weep. When is the last time that you are so touched with that person that you need to do something to change the situation? In every example where Jesus felt compassion for someone or for people, there's a movement of compassion. There's, a, there's an action. There's a demonstration. 
Now, I'll just give you meaning. Actually, three kinds of feeling that we do, okay, towards people who are in need. Number one is what we call sympathy. Sympathy feels for others and acknowledges their pain. You acknowledge their pain. It is the capacity of entering into their feelings or interests of another. When we operate in sympathy, we are concerned for people's person's well-being and try to identify with them. So that's sympathy. If you have sympathy, you are trying to identify with the feeling of the person. Another feeling is empathy. Empathy is identifying with those whom we share common experience. Common experience. Sinabi nung, uh, sinabi nung uh, kaibigan mo, nabasted ako. Ay, nabasted din ako eh. So you have the same experience. So nakakaintindihan ko, you can understand each other right now how to feel busted. So you're crying together na. See, you can feel each other eh. You can understand each other. That's empathy. Now, sympathy and empathy is lacking. Lacking of hands. Because you feel the pain of other people, you identify with the pain of other people, but compassion, compassion should be the result of sympathy and empathy. Compassion is this. If you have sympathy or empathy, when acted upon, it motivates us to work, alleviate that which brings suffering to other people. Compassion is not just having sympathy to the person, but you are moved to do something to change the situation. You're not just sympathizing with other people, but you're doing something. Sympathy and empathy should not be the end of our response, like what Jesus did. He has sympathy with the other people, but he never stopped there. That should be the gateway to compassion. Because compassion will act, and compassion will demonstrate mercy, grace, and it will demonstrate God's love. Sympathy has no hands. Sympathy feels bad for a person when he or she has no food for his family. But compassion will take the person to grocery store and buy food so that the family will eat. That's compassion. Kawawa naman siya. That's sympathy. Let me buy food for you. That's compassion. Because God is a God of demonstration and God of compassion. For God so loved the world, doesn't stop there, that He gave His only begotten Son. That's compassion. Compassion is a demonstration. It's, it's, a, it's an action of love. You say you love me, you have to show it to me. You have to demonstrate it to me. You can know that you are walking in compassion if you will let the situation of that person touch your heart and it compels you to do something and you will never leave that situation without doing something to change the situation. That's compassion. Compassion allows a situation to touch our hearts 
This is what Jesus displayed in his ministry. And his acts of compassion is not actually a, a program or a schedule every single day. Every time he walks, sometimes all of the experiences of compassion is out of the interruption of people. Did you discover that? There is a, there is a schedule of Jesus, there's going, and then there's a, a woman who's bleeding for so many years and touched the hem of his garment. And he was healed. Or she was healed. So this is why God is oozing. He's oozing with compassion. Whether you touch the hem of his garment or pour out a, an expensive uh, perfume or just say, Lord, I want to be healed. Or Lord, you know, heal my daughter. He is oozing with compassion. Compassion is a demonstration of God's love and that something will happen if that person or of Jesus as he touched the person. Now, it is important to note, people of God, that you cannot do it alone. It is not by our own might or our own ability that we release compassion. Remember this, you are the people of God. And God's intention is not for you to just be drained by helping others. Other humanitarian people can do that. They do humanitarian social work and eventually they will be drained. But God wanted you to be unlimited in your releasing of your compassion. The key is to remember this. Are you ready? Remember this. God is the source of the ability to be compassionate. We are simply the conduits. The Lord has empowered us to become a blessing. In your life, you are such a blessing. You've been to places, we've done so many things in this church that touches people's lives in the times of calamities. I remember we went to Yolanda you know, feeding thousands of uh, kids. We helped the people in Ta'al when eruption happened. You are part of this. This is the very heart of new life. Well, let me just show you this. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. When Jesus said, or when, when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were very scattered like a sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray to the Lord of harvest to send laborers. So Jesus said to his disciples, I have a prayer request to you. Can you pray that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers of compassion to people? That's his prayer request. And then in chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Then he called his 12 disciples to him, and he gave them the power over the unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all kinds of disease and all kinds of sickness. So in chapter 9, verse 38, please pray for laborers. In chapter 10, verse 1, 
the prayer is answered. You are the people. You are the ladies. You don't have to pray for one week or fast for one week. You have to realize you are the answer to the prayers of people who are in need. Come on, let's give a clap of thanks to the Lord. You are the answer. And remember this. Answered prayer. Answered prayer, prayer people. You are the answer. Remember this. God empowers you to become a blessing. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon you to preach the gospel to the people. To lay your hands to the sick and they are going to recover. You have the resources. Whether it is money or grocery or whatever it is. How little, however little that resources is, God can multiply. Maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you, can you give that person 50 pesos? Yung pala, the person is praying for a pamasahe going to his house. We just don't know. I believe that God is calling His people to walk in compassion. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dear love, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You are called by God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, when Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Say, power of God. It is the power of God to salvation. Paul is just saying, the only answer to human need or humankind is the gospel. And so I don't want to be ashamed, embarrassed to preach that gospel because that's the only way for them to be saved. And salvation there is not just going to heaven. Salvation there is wholeness, and forgiveness, and, 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 and healing, and restoration. So people of God, you are sent to share the gospel, to show to the people the love of God. You know, in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, it says, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11, For the Scripture says, Whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. People are living in the slavery of shame and embarrassment. It's time for you to release them by sharing the gospel. And it says in verse 12, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich. Say rich. He is rich to all who call upon Him. People are in need, but God is rich. And that, that need that they have will be given, will be provided through the richness of God's grace. But they have to call. They have to believe. They have to receive. And so Paul said in verse uh, 14, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear 
without a preacher. If God is rich to all who call Him, then somebody has to say and has to declare, the Lord loves you. That's where the campaign, you are loved. It is not just a statement of personal satisfaction. I am loved. But the ultimate call is that you declare to other people, you are loved. We have this campaign. And if you are not into social media with all the postings that we're doing, let me just show you some pictures here of the campaign that we're doing. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your participation. New life is really a blessing. So here are some of the pictures. You know what the crossroad did is that they, you book, yeah? What you did, you book uh, Grab or uh, Lalamove, they thought that they're going to pick up a delivery. And only to find out that as they arrive here, they will receive a delivery. So that's, a, that's a smart move. That is really it. Grab drivers who are lining up in gasoline station because they receive a You Are Love campaign, gas tub. Praise God. Thank you very much, New Life. I'm always touched. Come on, let's give a clap offering to the Lord. Yes. I mentioned this last service this morning. I'm always touched with people who are not just saying they love God, but they demonstrate. I myself is one of them. A young, confused, young people and got received and, and got saved. Somebody just witnessed the gospel to me. And then I got persecuted in our house. And my loved ones were saying, Lies ka dito! Doon ka na! Punta ka na doon sa simbahan nyo kung ano ba yan. Eh, lumayas. Di lumayas nga ako. At the age of 16, 17, somewhere there, I'm a newly born again believer and I don't know what happened, what will happen to me. So I went to my pastor and the pastor said, okay, you stay here. Whatever we eat, you will eat also. Whatever food we have, just consider you as a family. And that pastor, my first pastor, who's watching online program right now with New Life and so blessed with all the online programs of New Life, is watching me mentioned that to him because of his acts of compassion I'm here right now preaching you never you will never know what will happen to a small amount of help that you will extend to other people that will touch their lives and become somebody that will change the world you'll never know those bags that we're giving away, we just don't know how God will use that for changing the lives of the people. Amen? Let me just pray for you. Father God, I thank you for your people as they 
Let's receive this revelation. I thank you that you love us first. I thank you that we have experienced your love. I thank you that you yourself is a God of compassion and demonstrated to us that in our life, we are changed because of your move, because of your love. And I pray that you will use each one of us to become a blessing to other people. Thank you, Lord, that we are conduits and we have the grace to become a blessing. Thank you for the resources that you have given to your people so that they can be a blessing to other people. And the most fulfilling thing in life is not only to receive blessing, but to become a blessing to other people. And I pray that every single person here will find that anointing to become a blessing to other people. Before I close, if you are watching online or here on-site and you haven't received the Lord Jesus in your heart, I want you to open your heart so that you can experience the love of God in your life. And the only way for you to do is just to pray. Prayer that is full of faith and God will come into your life. So if you want to receive the Lord Jesus, just follow this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, I open my heart. I invite you to come in be the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. And I declare, I am a child. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.